You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. What have I written there? I can't even read my own writing. This week's show, we'll look at the atrocious weather conditions across the state over the weekend, catch up with all the important news surrounding footy in Tassie that you might have missed, find out what upsets occurred and where they did last round, we'll controversially award this week's Player of the Week, that's coming up, and speak with Tassie's newest AFL player, Hawks recruit Big Jackson Callow. All that and a couple of awkward pauses, coming up. Welcome back. We're back. <laughs> Episode three. Sorry, A lot mate. of people said we wouldn't get here. Uh, who? Your dad? He told me that I on think, night one. Pete, you told me. And I <laughs> Probably. You told me. I told you. Mate, uh, just before we start, before hold that thought, this week's episode dedicated to boundary umpires. Mm. Oh, they'd do a great job. Because we saw some conditions on the weekend. Horrendous. That fair dinkum, a boundary umpire would have been lucky to be 50 kilos dripping wet, had to have the ball recoiled from a boundary throw-in twice until the field umpire said, mate, I'll just Let, take me it. Just throw it I'll up. bring it in 20 metres and we'll throw it up. Oh, It was horrible, wasn't it? it up there? Young town? We wouldn't want to be a boundary umpire in those conditions. I so would. this is dedicated to all the boundary umpires that either do or don't struggle to throw it in. This one's to you. Well, what do you got? Not much, Mark. Well, actually, no, I've week. got yeah, news of the week. Did you say news of the week? How was your week? My week was good. Good, good weekend. We watched a bit of footy. I can't remember what I did last week. but What about the weekend? Footy weekend. Weekend was cold actually, you and know what? wet. I thought I'd go out and watch some footy, and I actually watched too much footy with you. <laughs> we went to four games. One, two, three games. Three, three games, games three of footy. Three games together. The, yeah, it was just awkward. We didn't hold hands at any nah, of them either. Well, a little bit. You touched me. You touched my hand for just a little I second. I wouldn't but... sit in your car in the end up at Youngtown Oval. <laughs> you did get out in there. It was blowing a gale up there. The no, conditions. It was horrible. How bad were they? How perfect though, given that last podcast. Is this awkward with us now looking at <laughs> no, each no, other? I, li- I like it. It's good. How um, how convenient though. We were talking about let you know. Let us know Wor- your worst, worst conditions. Worst conditions you've played footy in, and mentioned a few. We got a bit of a uh, bit of we. We got a bit of response from that. I like it. Tubes um, Taylor on ABC Today said that he doesn't think he's seen worse conditions on the north or the northwest coast to play football in. Well, up north. And he, and he was citing that from Hobart. Yeah, up, up north. We went Friday night. We went out and ventured out to Invermay Park, and that was cold, but okay. No fire pits. No fire pits. A little bit disappointed there. Um, we'll get on to, to Tom about that again. But um, then Saturday, uh, after the kids' soccer... Ventured out there. I did well. 
I, went, I umpired two soccer games well just to stay warm. Yeah, I uh, went to basketball because it was an indoor sport and then came out for a little bit. But on the way home, thought, no, I'll go, I'll go check out some local footy. That's what we're here to talk about. And went and watched uh, my ruse, Clarence, come up north to play your Northern Bombers and... Um, Bit of a one-sided affair in the end until the last quarter. But well, we even tried to get our way into the North Launceston coaches' box. But you should have seen the army that came out of there at quarter and half time. I yeah. reckon, no word of a lie, it was like one of those videos you see of clowns piling out of a car. I reckon there were 25 reserves players, DL players coming out of there as well as coaches. What are they doing in there? Well, the heaters are on and it gets right. nice and warm. A bit like that time we were watching the weather at uh, Old Scotch against Lilydale. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, um, that was... That was cold, and then we decided, do we go out to Evandale or do we head up to Youngtown because there was a ripping game, uh, on paper a ripping game. It ended up being a pretty good game between Longford and the host South Lonnie sitting, uh, what were they, one and two on the ladder? So, um, or one and three or one something. One and three. Anyway. They, they... Dutchie Holland, good listener, Northwest Coast, uh, corrected me during the week. Bracknell were at two. Rightio. Well, we went up there and it was horrendous. We started bad and it got worse. It was coming in from the side. We managed to find a car park next to each other. That was cute. On the right next to us was uh, the NTFA president, Scott Rigby, uh, checking out the games, which was great to see. And, didn't um, leave his car. No, smart man. I didn't leave mine either. But uh, it was it was horrible. Horrible weather. The sheets, of, the sheets of wind coming across and then you'd see this dark band of rain and it it would just pelt down. You posted a good photo on uh, Facebook or the... Oh, there's a video on the socials, well. way out at Way Out Wing. Get on there and have a look. There's it was, a video. Um, I'm pretty sure at yeah. one point, Wayne Mitchell, the long-time servant up there, categorically... Has categorically... What's the word I'm looking yeah, for? Categorically Not stated. Not denied. Stated. Thank yep. you. That it was snowing up there on Saturday, and I am not going to argue with that. He said it was the coldest conditions they've ever had at Youngtown Oval, and he spent all day turning Savaloys. Yeah, so you can imagine how cold that was. Yeah, no, not good. But um, yeah, we got a few. Uh, we got a bit a few. of once we get the communication. Okay, okay. There's a few bits and pieces right. that came through showing us we're it. not there. Now I've got it's a question for you, a random one. I've just driven back from Hobart. It's night time. I need a feed. Where do you normally stop on the way back up? Uh... I'm probably I'm, I'm probably not normally a person that drives back at night with uh, my work. Right. Uh, uh, yes, true. Uh, yeah, well, thanks for that. I did pick up. You four, did do me a favour. Four, four wine barrels from. Um, no, they're actually whiskey barrels. whiskey barrels. Now my, if I get pulled over, I'm in a whole lot of strife. And yes, officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I. The reason I ask, I'm a Zeps. I'm just a standard Zeps, large seafood marinara pizza. <laughs> Chai latte to get me home. It's amazing. Uh, I'm Zeps for coffee. And then probably whatever's open outside of that. What about uh, their chicken and leek sausage? Uh, ch- chicken and leek rolls. S- sausage it's, rolls? Well, it's not a sausage roll. It's a chicken and leek roll. <laughs> have you had one of them? I have had one yeah, of them. They're awesome, aren't uh, they? They're, I, do, I like the savouries at Zeps, but I must say the Longford Bakery, better on sweets. Custard, anything with custard, I'm gone. Yeah, different direction. But anyway, we digress. Um, footy and football and yeah, food so and bit of news else. coming out of the week. Yeah, can we get week? to communications? No, what have we not, got? We're not going to communications. Okay. We're going to go news first. Uh, like Devil's job, Cam Joyce. Did you see that up and go? Yeah, up to uh, the Suns. New Gold Coast role. Yeah. Um, 
One thing I did notice, so that's well done, Cam Joyce. I'm not sure about the leaving partway through the season, but we'll leave that. Um, Jeremy Webberley, during his weekly presser, was very, very coy. Current Clarence coach. Yes, very coy on uh, when he was asked the question about the potential replacement. He has put in, he did put in for the role previously. So I'm not sure. They've uh, announced Dogger as the um, interim interim coach, which is good. A lot of experience there for the young lads. I think I heard it, uh, it was being discussed during the week, and I forget where I heard it, but um, I think it was a case of that role, uh, the coach of the under-18s for the state, wants to be someone with a long-term commitment rather than just seeing it as a stepping stone. I think, and that's that's where someone like a Jeremy Webberley was thrown in as a... Um, someone with obviously experience coaching, experience at AFL level, but also probably a firm commitment to the to the um, state. state. Yeah, um, good choice. Would probably be would probably be right up there with. Um, Have you got any others you you think could um, take on the role? Well, what are you and I up to? We might. No. This might be the springboard that we're looking for. <laughs> coaching the, the dual coaching the, the state. What do you reckon? No. Under eighteen level guys would learn from us. Um, bit of lip service. Oh gosh. No, I, th- I think how to run better, away I, from I, the ball. I think they're be- way better off with someone like. Uh, Why don't we put in? <laughs> you can. You've got more experience. Well, the, than me. the people want us to put in for the role. The co-coach. The co-coach. Let's see. It. We could do it by distance. Let's let's uh, let's see what happens. Let's see the feedback we get, and uh, maybe we'll put in an application and we'll go from there. Let us know, Gilly. Would you accept it? Let us know, mate. Long-time listener, yeah. first-time caller. Reckon you've seen the worst footy conditions? Well, send us for a picker or video because we think Tassie's going to provide the goods. Uh, if you can call it that, on the worst playing conditions ever. If you're at the games early or in some rough stuff, use the hashtag WayOutWing so we can share your filthy football experience. Make sure you send us, tag us or like us at WayOutWing. Come on, send through those snowy, muddy, cold... Highly wet, but just make sure you're having fun. Uh, better news than us going for that job. Uh, Jackson Callow. What a gun. What a gun. Congratulations. Like eventually getting his chance. Former North Launceston uh, player via SANFL Club Norwood. He's only played seven games over there, uh, but been tearing it up. Picked up by Hawthorne last Tuesday night. Uh, and that is reward for perseverance. Did you Thoroughly wa- deserves it. Did you watch the draft? Are you into the stuff like that? Did I you didn't watch it? watch it. I missed it. You blink and you missed it. It was yeah, that quick. It actually was great. I wish the normal draft is. They had two minutes. They're on the clock. <laughs> well, and they I, knew, reckon, they I don't knew even reckon they took the two minutes. No, so they didn't. It was about no. 30 seconds. Yeah, the guys um, running the draft was halfway through talking about that. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Number two has been picked. Nothing like being rushed. Now, so... He becomes the fifth North Launceston player to be on a current AFL list. Worm, can you name the other four Northern Bombers yeah, players? R- Riley Mansell. No, it's, you're close. It's not his first name. Ryan Mansell. R- Ryan. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan yeah. Mansell. Taron Thomas. Yes, that's two. Um, Zane Littlejohn's coaching uh, Brisbane. Well, he's not on a. That's not a current AFL oh, list. He's a coach. He's a coach. So I'm not going to pay that. You're on Pla- two players. Um, that's one, not. That's it, not bad. There's one at Melbourne. There's one at Melbourne. Originally from Lilydale. Oh, yes, yes. Russell Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. From Lilydale. 
Played at North Launceston, these players. Nah, you've got me there. Jay Lockhart. Oh, yes, of course. And then there's one more. For, triple Premiership Ruckman. For, for North? By way of North. No, he's, no, hold on. No, he's, he's a, a triple, triple prem- AFL. Premiership Ruckman. Premiership Ruckman out of North, Launceston. What? Well, who's, got... won, who's won three AFL premierships in the last couple of years? Oh, the big Nank. Yes, T-Nank. Oh, there you go. So that's not that's not bad that's, from, a, from the Swampies. I think they'll start calling North Launceston the footy factory. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> that's what they're called, all these there's a private... Band, there's, private... A, there's a band called something like oh, that. No, all these private schools in Melbourne are called the, you know, the footy Xavier factory. College, yeah, Assumption. the footy factories. Well... Surely North North uh, Launceston can start to be called the footy factory. Well, as long as they all come back and pay their dues and win another couple of premierships. Although I did see uh, Prospect claiming Jackson Callow. Ooh, well, a, the the problem there is he came to North Launceston because of uh, they don't have a senior club. Yeah. They so. Did that at the time? No. 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 But anyway, anyway it's, we yeah. will find that out because later on this episode... Are we going to guess gonna who on the we're going to speak to? The big man himself, Jackson Callow, is he, going to be on. He is a big man. He's, I found out he's only 18. We'll get to that. But 190-something centimetres and 95 kilograms. Mate, that did, Pure muscle. That's big. That's Have, massive. You've seen his old man. Yeah. Jackson's got nothing on Big Scotty. And actually, we asked him that. We posed that question. Who would? When's he, uh, at what age does he um, start to beat up on his old man? And the answer's not... Any time yet. That's all coming up. Uh, what else have we got in news? Uh, good news for Braden Webb. Didn't do his knee. Just bone bruising. So he's not out for a third year. Better news yourself. for you. You got his name right. Neither. <laughs> or is it Raiden? Uh, and my, I, so when we were at York Park, um, Clarence deep in the forward line. I thought my eyes were deceiving me for a uh, brief period. There was a big tall bloke down there that I would have sworn was a young Jason Laycock. The similarities were eerie. Except that Jason Laycock never pulled on a Clarence jumper and probably hated the Clarence jumper, the sight of it. But uh, what was it? Ollie Angerstein, big number 32. He's, I think he's, I wouldn't mind speaking to big Ollie. Um because he's not, he, he's come from a few other sports. I asked a few of the Clarence boys. We well, didn't exactly didn't said, ask them. You yelled in the well, wind, uh, yeah, wind yeah. tunnel. I you said, made where's, a he, sitting. where's he come from? And they said, Oh, actually, I'm not sure. I said, Oh, how many games he played? Oh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. So this young fella wasn't full of information for me. But um, yeah, you, they, that's your normal route of sources, is it? The, well, the players that play with him, yeah, you'd think they'd have a, a bit of knowledge, but anyway, they didn't this time. But he, he was big, he was tall, he would have been over 200 centimetres. Yeah, I don't think they took it. He advantage. moved a lot like a Ruckman. Well, they, um, Norse Ruckman injured early. Alex Lead hurt his lower leg, yeah. I just don't think Clarence took advantage of that. They put the big fella down full forward. And um, he just—I would have had him in the wing, in the no, uh, look, on the, the wing, let, had him be, on the ruck, and just fair, dominating. It was not the day no, to be right. clunking marks or being a forward. Get him in the midfield, get him in the centre, and big taps. But anyway, um, what communications. Else you got for us? No, that's all it for news. We don't want to—we don't want to reread the paper or anything. So communications, uh, brilliant this week. So the NWFA jumping on board the uh, the wind bandwagon. Thanks very much to Megan for uh, putting it out there. 
Need a few other leagues to jump on. We're, we're spreading the good Tassie local football word. We need you to jump on. Uh, the SFL at Oatland. So Big Aaron Roberts at Soupy Twist sent us a three-quarter time video of, uh, who was it, the um, Bothell man? Yeah, Bones. Bones, kicking yes. the goal on the siren three-quarter time. Aaron's a ripping bloke. He's uh, heavily involved with AFL Taz, top fella. Yeah? Yep. Didn't know yeah, that. Yep, no, very Only nice thing guy. I was concerned for, I'm not sure what the quality of lights are like at the Oval because it was dark. Yeah, and that is that is probably the one thing that I've got for across this round of football. The videos and photos that I saw from local leagues, there were Deloraine video. There was a couple of car headlights that were doing a better job than the um, lights around the ground. Yeah. What about that, that picture that uh, Scott Rigby sent through? Of the wind howling through a Deloraine, and the ones you got of those cars, that was phenomenal. No, yeah, not the, not the uh, not the weekend for football clean conditions. You no. would you wouldn't have played on those conditions. No, would you? my hammy would have been very tight this weekend. Um, I received a bit of feedback after the uh, Launceston, uh, the South Launceston Longford game. A lot of people worried for the South Launceston runner Darren Crawford. Um, that he may not have had every item of runner's clothing on late in the game. A little bit underdone? Oh, well, I'm just worried. I think he, he would have had the best part of 56 items of clothing on. And I'd like to... He must have found it hard to run back into the wind towards the coach's box because he was planted in the defensive goal square for about 10 minutes just manoeuvring the defenders. I thought the runners were meant to be in and out. In well, and out. I think he was. I think he was genuinely trying to get back, but he's just acting like a windsock. <laughs> just couldn't move. Oh, yeah, the good thing he doesn't have hair. Otherwise, that would have been flopping all over the place. Uh, thanks to uh, AO Sign from Wynyard for that one. Uh, we uh, we did we got a thanks from the City Park Radio boys for acting as their men well, on the ground. Well, sort of. Well, we were there providing score updates for them. We did. We heard they were after a call out, so we gave them a we gave them a, a phone call and said, um, trying to pump ourselves up, get the name out there, way out on the wing. And what did they come back with? The boys out on the wing, and they presumed that we were over in the. <laughs> On the eastern terrace at York Park, facing into the Howling Just Heart. want to thank the guys uh, who are out there over in the wing. <laughs> uh, it's the boys way out in the wing, boys. And we'll do, we'll do a bit of work for you. We'll, we'll help you out. Uh, Duke Box, uh, with, the, um, with the handle at Mickey Duke J. Probably He's one a- of our best followers. Loves, yes. loves a Twitter like. He, uh, he sent us a photo from his couch looking out the window. Um, whilst uh, streaming the TSL, saying he was pretty comfy. I'm pretty sure there was a double-digit uh, beer in that photo as well. Uh, Zachary B uh, at Berta Time 8. He sent us a, um, a live uh, feed from deep in the forward 50 at York Park. Couldn't see the other end of the ground. Uh, another one, Andrew C at Gump King Island 10. Uh, he was at Curry between feeding the cattle and a pumping right-hander. Uh, looked at the wind that looked over on King Island. You can only imagine. That's why they got the um, what are they? The the wind turbines. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a bit late for it you. It is getting late. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Brainless uh, at Cornrow Coach. He was out at uh, Evendale, getting apparently getting incredibly frustrated with his team's performance out there. The the game out at Evendale between Evendale and Old Scotch apparently played in the twenty five percent. Of the ground, that forward pocket that yeah, the wind just blows into. Yep. Uh, who else have we got? Oh, Pinner D uh, at Mike in Hand 21. He sent us a, um, 
he sent us a photo, or it was a video, uh, down at Nutgrove, a couple of kids struggling into the wind. No idea. I don't know if it was the lightest, but it might as well have been a balloon the way that it was, uh, it was going around. Uh, Nathan? Might be Nathan. At Middies All Night 2. Uh, Nathan. 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 Uh, he sent us a sunny photo from Kingborough. Oh, really nice, nice sunny uh, the the Lonnie um, Kingborough DLs game. Hey, what was his handle? I'm going to give him a follow. Uh, Nathan. No, Middies All Night. Middies, two. Middies All Night. Yeah, two. Middies All Night. Um, must have been an early photo down at Kingborough. Still to come this episode, we interview Tassie's newest AFL player, Jackson Callow, via South Australia and into the Tassie Hawks. I ran into um, Marcus and Nick Hingston on the weekend. The pig? Yep. And uh, he, he, he was, t- I was, we were talking about the podcast. Love the idea. Gee, had some stories. They had, they had some time they, in their livestock oh, trucks to be listening to podcasts. They'd yeah. be good connoisseurs. Yeah, they, and they'd mix a bit of business with a bit of... Mate, they had some fantastic stories. And we actually, that'd be great to... to Chew their ear off, and we'd, and we'd have to it'd just be a constant. Beep. Maybe we'll get them on as substitutes. Beep, but beep, but beep. We're, <laughs> we're talking about um, yeah, worst conditions. Marcus Toby played a game at Queenstown. I think he said he played for Mole Creek. Um, if I if I've got that right, but he said he was in the midfield and the ball's been tapped down to him, and he's picked it up and he's been crunched in this tackle, and he's landed on his side onto the ground, and he's looked down. And there was an axle sticking up out of the gravel. So him and the guy went, whoa, they've both almost been stabbed by this axle. They've looked down. They've, they've had to stop play. They've got two or three of them to pull this axle out of the ground. Because it used to be a tip. I didn't realise that. They've pulled it out of the ground. The teams have then swept the oval to make sure there were no more bits of debris hanging out. And, and then the game was, continued. And then it was play on. <laughs> So how's that? Only, uh, only in Tasmania and only in Queenstown, I reckon that that sort of story would uh, would happen. Yeah, I reckon there'd be a few of them. Actually, we, someone else told me there was, uh, I think it was down at, is it Beauty Point? That's full. That was a tip as well. They used to have um, oyster shells and the oysters, people used to get uh, cut by the oyster shells that would pop out every now and again. Really? So, yeah. Well, Lauderdale, the Lauderdale yeah, the always the tip. Nah, well, that's, I don't know if that's on the tip. It's next to the tip. I don't know if it was on the tip. I think it is on the is tip. Is it? Okay. I'm going to run with it. That's my uh, that's my junior haunting uh, there was hunting one, ground. We, got, we did get one more during the week from uh, Scotty Woodroff, yeah. good listener of the show. Yeah, great contributor. Good G'day, Scotty. Uh, he's written us an email. I remember when playing for Fingal in the late 60s, we were playing up at Ross Arden in a pea soup fog. It was so thick, you couldn't see the ball until it hit you. You just ran towards the noise. Anyway, about 10 minutes into the first quarter, the umpire's uh, whistle was just blowing continuously. And we could hear him then calling everyone into the centre. Apparently someone had kicked a set rabbit trap. I haven't read this yet. That had been put in the sand and covered the concrete cricket pitch. We all formed up and did an emu parade looking for any more. No more were found, so the game continued in the fog. Shit, it was cold. (laughs) An emu parade. (laughs) It's much like the Queenstown story. That's awesome. Thanks, ah, Scotty. Thanks, Scotty. That's a good one. That when you make us genuinely laugh, it's probably not that hard to do. Uh, that's awesome. 
But uh, make sure if you got some rippers from the weekend, look, make sure you send this, send them in. Might be might be frosty this weekend. Might be sunny. I don't think it's meant to be, but it might be. Um, well, actually, but what, we'll- are the, what are the worst conditions you've ever seen? You might have granddad might have a story or a video. Oh, you're probably not going to have a video. <laughs> Uh, of the worst conditions So make sure you send us in At Way Out Wing On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram Or send us an email Wing at gmail.com You're listening to Way Out on the Wing With Wildas And I'm Worm With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing Your local beer this footy season Rightio Wildas Well um, obviously we saw some good games up here in North But uh, how'd you go reviewing the uh, the matches down in Hobart And up up the coast mate yeah, obviously, uh, Glenorchy and Lauderdale fought it out. Glenorchy getting the win there. North Lonnie, so they got the jump on Clarence and uh, and got away with the win there in what was pretty shocking conditions. Uh, and then in the top, probably the tightest game was uh, Launceston and Kingborough. I did call it the week before, but I was sort of expecting the Tigers to potentially get up. Uh, Lonnie sort of finished with a bang and, and ended up getting it. So uh, Launceston City pretty, sitting pretty. Uh, on the top of the ladder, Dill Riley kicked another five to uh, be streaks ahead in the uh, the goal kicking comp. So he's well and truly flying. What do you got? Well, mate, I um I I wasn't able to get down there to watch, and I wish I had of because it was an absolute rip snorter of a game. Hutchins and St Virgil's in the old boys. Did you see that result? I did see that result. Yeah. So Hutchins uh ended up getting uh, getting the chocolates, thirty points over St Virgil's and. Um, I was speaking to my uh, my contact down there at Hutchins, and he said they had a few boys out, but so did um, St Virgil's. Is it Reese Mott, yep. the former Glenorchy yep. midfield premiership gun? Potentially so, the best kick in Tasmania. There you go. Uh, is he, he'd be a left footer then. He, well, I think he's both feet. Well, there you go. Uh, makes it even better. But he was out for St Virgil's um, as well as uh, the other Bowden, Bowden. Jay's Tyler. Yep, Tyler. Thank you. Um, so both teams missing a couple of key players, but uh, yeah, they they stormed home at Queenborough. They was pretty close tussle all the way for the first three quarters, and they kicked away in the last. So um, how'd Richmond go this week? Uh, they scored. They got two points, which was good. <sighs> Reserves. We'll get to them later on um, in player of the round. I've got Ooh. not for Richmond, but for against them. And then uh, OHA um, only just got over Dosa, actually. So um, it was a pretty close game. But uh, with Uni winning, that sort of cements their spot sitting in the four. So uh, that was a quite a tight tussle of games, apart from the Uni-Richmond game down at the Old Boys. Uh, SFL, the game of the round there was Lindisfarne getting over the top of Huonville. Uh, Michael Blackburn and... Cassidy kicking uh, five and three, respectively. Seven-point win, um, which means, uh, just doing the maths, Huonville sitting second or third on the ladder. But that's they wouldn't have expected to lose that. Lindisfarne were at fourth um, on the ladder. I don't think they would have expected to lose that. So uh, in the women's, uh, big wins to... Uh, North Hobart in Division One. Um, what else have we got? Oh, then the Division Two the, and Division Three. There were some pretty lopsided results. Uni over Huonville in uh, Division Three. Hutchins big winners over St Virgil's. They haven't lost yet. Hutchins, no, the girls. They are they are five and five out or six out of six now. Maybe should be upper division. No, I don't know. Mm, okay, we'll see. 
Uh, and then the other game, OHA over in Claremont. Uh, OHA did a Richmond, scored two behinds, and Claremont with 58. So that's my SFL. Yeah, well, guess what? The pigskin warriors were back on the deck. Masters. Yes, the Masters footy was back this week, but they didn't get the win, unfortunately, going down to the Super Jets of Lauderdale. The, uh, the Battle of the Bay, I've just named that. That's not bad. Off the cuff, Lindisfarne, the two Blues, beat the Lindisfarne Blues by five points, and uh, the Kingborough Masters regained there or stayed on top with a convincing win over the Sorrell Lads, so um, well done to those boys up up north. Will we were uh, Premier Division in TFA? Mm, we saw uh, this. Scottsdale over the top of Rochalie in a in a tightish game. Uh, Bridge North got the chocolates over Georgetown. They'd only scored their couple of goals in the last quarter. The game of the round was definitely the uh, the one we were at, the South Launceston Longford game. But it must have been that bad of conditions, and we've we've spoken about them that uh, the. Details for goal kickers and best players didn't actually make it to the to the <laughs> to the paper. Couldn't get out. Couldn't get out. I reckon it was on a match official's bit of paper. I reckon <laughs> got wet it, all the way to Ben Lomond about now. I, I tell you what, there's something about local footy and that ground. Like the the weather was horrendous, and we've spoken about that. But you could. We were lucky to get where we were, but the cars were too deep around the ground. The Lots whole way. Numbers. It was good, awesome. Good, good, to, good to see. Great to see. So even with the conditions, people getting out and supporting local footy, and we love to see that. Now, the only other game there was uh, Deloraine and Bracknell, which ended up being pretty close. But I'd like to know what the prawn coached Bracknell were doing. They might need to go goal kicking this week. Dutchie, you'll need to get out there and teach them. 3-11-29, they lost to 4-8-32. Yeah, I'm going to blame, blame the weather. So Wind. The Rain, Josh, Josh Adams never used to kick that uh, crooked. No, he was straight. Yeah, so Longford City on top, uh, although that might have changed. I'm reading from Sunday's paper, so I'm not actually sure on that. Rightio. Well, <laughs> Div, Div 1 was um, – there actually wasn't too much to write home about in Div 1. Lilydale did what they do best and uh, got another win on the board and solidified their spot on top. But it is tight between second and fourth with – Old Scotch, Old Els, and um, East Coast all getting wins on the weekend. So they're only a game behind Lilydale, Lilydale, but they've uh, skipped a couple of games ahead of St. Pat's. And I don't know if you recall, Wildus, last week, I spoke about the top five being cemented in place in that competition. Well, Bridport... By names only, not positions. That's that's right. Well, Bridport have done a little sneaky and got over the, the line of Perth by 30 points. And they're only a game behind St. Pat's now. So I'm still going to back what I said last week, but um, they're definitely putting a bit of pressure on uh, on some pats in that fifth spot. So that's, um, yeah, good to see. Good good even comp there. And in the women's, um, look, Launceston really flexed their muscles, getting a good win over Scottsdale on Friday night, leaving um, them score goalless. Uh, Old Scotch had a convincing win over OLs on the Friday night as well. And I think those two are going to be the team to beat. Um, we saw some other uh, pretty close games. Uh, Hillwood only got over Evandale by three points. So that was close, a huh? very, very close game. Um, and then Bridge North got a good convincing win over Georgetown. South uh, beat Longford, but it was good to see Longford be able to get a full team on the pitch and, and continue on there. And, yeah, Meander beat Deloraine. 
Moving up the coast, NWFL football. Uh, Devonport got the got it done easily over Wynyard, which I probably saw it as a bit of a surprise. I thought Wynyard might have a bit more bite in them than kicking one goal two to uh, nine thirteen. So it could have been even more for Devonport. Apparently, very windy, very windy. Coast is always windy, but yeah. Uh, and Penguin getting over Alveston in another low-scoring-ish event um, up there. So, yeah. Well, the the, um, the Alveston girls reversed that result and got the win over Penguin in the women's in the NWFLW uh, competition. Northwest Football League women's. Yeah, the NWFLW. Um, so they got the, the convincing win there. Um, so they're now well. They're still undefeated, uh, beating Penguin there, who are who are second. Um, Wynyard got the win over Devonport with a forfeit, um, and uh, yeah, I think that was it for the weekend up in the the women's competition. So uh, not much there uh, in the NWFA. Fourth continued on uh, their strong form, getting a, a good win over Wesley Vale, Mont and Preston the same over a Sprite and a hundred point win there. Uh, Turner's Beach, five points, uh, winners over West Alveston. Close so, one. Yeah, that's good. And they're above them on the ladder, so they'd be pretty pumped with that. Good work, boys. And uh, Wesley Vale had a, a convincing win over... Um, no, they didn't because that was the week before. Okay. Uh, circular head, Forrest Stanley got their first win for the year. So that's 7-10-52, defeated Irish Town 2-12-24. In the other game, Scotchtown 32, defeated Red Par 7 in again, I haven't seen. Fo- oh, actually, no, I did see photos of the Forest Stanley game. Look, trees were horizontal. It was that windy. Gee, uh, it's not a good feel, week to play for. Feel sorry for those thin boundary umpires, skinny boundary umpires, the skinny players. Well, that's what I'm about to lead into. Yeah. I feel sorry for those blokes. Jeez, turn sideways and they're gone. Yeah, Sammy Lyon. Mm. Back in the day. Coming up later in the episode, we interview Tassie's newest AFL player, Big Jackson Callow, via Norwood and into the Tassie Hawks. He's an AFL player and it's thoroughly deserved. Coming up soon. Well, uh, in the Darwin Football Association, um, there were a couple of close tassels. Tussles? Tassels. Tassels. Tassels and a couple of absolute beltings. So, Somerset who are sitting second on the ladder, got a one-point win at Langley Park over Natone. So um, that helps them keep or remain in second spot. Uh, Ridley got a 14-point win over South Burnie. So South Burnie improving there. Um, But a couple of buildings, Yeoman, um, 106-point winners over Caprona. And then uh, Queenstown, my boys. Crows. Yep. We're going to get up there. Uh, convincing win over Yola, 160 to zip. Did uh, they play over in King Island Wilders this week? Did they get a kick? Uh, they did. I had it written down, but I don't. You've lost it. Uh, Grassy got over Curry. Can you check that for me? I'm pretty uh, sure that's what happened. Yeah, I can check that. I did let's, have let's that have written down. King Island, King Island. Uh, in the ODFA... Uh, Campania over Campbelltown. How'd our man go? Who? Joe Dirt. Well, David Craig kicked nine. I reckon they were on Joe Dirt. I reckon Joe's pulled another big one Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and I think I have a feeling that might have been the early game too, oh. 11 o'clock game. 
And he might have just rolled out of the back of the ute in the swag. He went off, Joe. Oh, I loved it. Joe, come on, mate. Uh, so, Craggy kick nine. That brings him up to third on the goal kickers list for the league. And uh, So, Joe, I reckon Joe must have shares in um, Bones in there. Bones is up. Bones is second, I yeah. think. And I can't remember the first. Yeah. But I reckon Joe's got uh, Big Joe Dirt Burberry, fullback for Campbelltown. I reckon he's got shares in that goal kicking award. <laughs> Uh, and then the other you game You asked about King Island Oh sorry You go on The other game Bothwell over Triabunner Get this Bothwell won Yep Okay But they gave Triabunner A seven goal head start At quarter time Really? Seven zip Is that They had too many on the field the only, Or they just didn't No the only problem was After quarter time Bothwell kicked 13 goals Triabunner kicked three Ooh So they actually were Seven goals down At quarter seven time Seven goals down At quarter time we won't talk about No, we won't. No, so right, <laughs> we won't talk about games like that. No. Hector Linton. Right. Well, you asked about the King Island Football Association, Will. Uh, North. What did you think it was? Oh, I thought Grassy are playing Curry next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. You are yes. correct. North, uh, yeah, played Curry. Well, that, so. was, that was our man, Andrew C., at Gump King 10, uh, between feeding the cattle and uh, pumping right-hander. Excellent. Now, yeah. um, we were talking about... Well, you put it out there about potentially playing a game at Queenstown and then off air, you've said maybe we need to get a... You said they're, they're struggling for a few numbers over on the island and maybe we need to get uh, 10 or 12 blokes on a little charter. Or 15 or 20. Whatever. We'll pack golf clubs in the... Oh, actually, I've got a weekend planned already. Thursday do, night, we go realize, for... You do no, realise no. our wives listen to this? Mine doesn't. It's all football. <laughs> Mine doesn't. So we'll do Thursday night training. We'll get the Thursday flight. We'll get over straight to the dairy, the King Island Cheese Factory, to inhale a big lunch full of cheese, cauliflower and cheese pie. You don't eat dairy, do you? Absolutely. I know you don't eat red meat. Yeah. So we'll do. We'll we'll smash that. Then we'll do training Thursday night. Friday we'll go play Wickham. Saturday we'll play footy. Six aside, we'll help pump up the teams wherever they're. Six aside. Yeah. We'll we'll take twelve of us. We'll six on one side, six on the other. If they're short on numbers. Right, yeah. And then Sunday, we play Ocean Dunes, and then we fly back. Right, yeah. i got an idea that whilst you're playing golf, I'm going to go to the distillery, and I'm going to do some market research. Excellent. No, tax deductible. Mm. I like it. So, uh, let's put a call out. Well, um, we need to have a chat to the uh, K-I-F-A. Thank you. Yep. Um, see if we can... Whether see if that's possible. feasible, whether we can do that. Yep. But uh, I love the idea. So anyone else love we, it? Well, we're going to need we're going to need ten blokes to come with us, and maybe uh, I'll need three more to join me on the course at a minimum, and then probably you'll get more taking up your uh, distillery. The only the choice. only holdback I can see on this is uh, player registrations. Um. Oh look, we'll get an exemption. June thirtieth. No, nah, we'll get an exemption. I just think you'll have to. Well, not, you reckon you, we know people? No, you're just a non-current. No, we're not going to do that. If we're going to go over, we're playing by on by the books. Okay. But we get paid in cash. I'm going to. I'm going to put a. <laughs> I'm going to put a clearance in now. Player of the week. Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Well, here we go. Player of the week. This is what everyone tunes in for. Yeah. Bug we... of the guest, Jackson Callow, coming up something. Here for this. Are we, um, we going to talk about 
last week. Yeah, we are. Yes. So it's a valid poll. More than we, 10. We have a valid <laughs> poll. The only problem is that Scotty the Doctor Bone. Yes, the Bone Doctor. And Adam Jiffy Jeffrey both finish on the same boat. Are you serious? Yep. You're going to have to send them, you're gonna have to send them both a full pack. Well, what do you think I am, mate? Beer. Oh, hang on. <laughs> So what, what are we doing? Are we sending? Uh, we send them a two beers each, or do we do a two beers each? Perfect. <laughs> or a skull off? No, we don't encourage that. I think two beers each. Two beers each. That's probably the only equitable way. They shared the the prize. They shared the award. So two geez, beers I'm, each. Geez, I'm glad we didn't do five beer packs. Yeah, that could have been awkward. No, so well there done, it is. Well done to the boys. They both actually. Well done, the doctor. Jeff. Um, there was a couple of comments on that post from a uh, at Stu Byrne. Um, Bone played his 100th game, yeah. three premierships, two medals, which I'm not sure if they're best on ground or goalkeeping. Pr- presume best on ground. Uh, club captain. Um, so, I mean, he's got pedigree, but Jif, Jif, 318 games. Yeah, look. Well, yeah. Both both fantastic. Uh, probably a, a deserved draw, I'd say. I'm happy with the draw. Yeah, I'm happy with I'm the done, draw. Done, done. Well done, boys. Congratulations. I wish we were going into extra time. No, nah, they'll enjoy the two beers. No, couple of couple of ragged Jack Parlows coming G- your G- way. Jiffy didn't sound like a bloke that really liked beer. No, I reckon just a two beer before training, man. He was a machine. What was he? Beam and Coke, wasn't it? Bundy, no. Van Diemen. Bundy, you loved Van Diemen. <laughs> Mate, you don't pay enough to be at this. Well, you won't. You haven't heard the promo that I've got. <laughs> Radio. What do you got this week? Give us your player. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Radio. You sure? Because yep. this is the diamond. This is it. No, go with this yours. Is, this is my player of the year. Oh wow! Okay, Shane Dennison. Never, ring, ring never heard, no, never I heard of heard him. Never heard of him either. Never heard of him. Forrest Stanley. Ooh. Okay. Hold on, Forrest Stanley. Forrest Stanley. What what comps this? This is uh, the circular head. Right. Okay. Well, you're going to get me on a technicality then, dude. I was going to try. Uh, long sleeve Where's a long sleeve 35 Oh So I'm not good. sure If he's a fan of Peter Dean but up At this rate He might even be Peter Dean's vintage Right Okay He's definitely played In a premiership up there Because I saw a photo Of a medal Around his neck Yep Played his 400th game oh. For Forrest Stanley Yeah. Okay On the day He had a banner They had the 81, 91 And 01 premiership reunion he played in the mall. No. <laughs> the club got the four wins, including the first win for the seniors. Now, I'm not sure someone's going to need to let me know whether or not Shane played seniors. My guess is that he maybe didn't. Um, the umpires affl- applauded Shane off, as well as all the players and stuff, so they were there. And the, wor- the, the weather certainly didn't deter them. But get this. So he's played 400. So is that what is that what his player he's be around for, for his 400? For his 400th game. Okay. His dad played 500 for the club. Wow. That's a good effort. Has, 900. He, has he got a son? I don't know. Shane, have you got a son? Some, can we get some more Circular info on this? So you haven't done much research. Well, he played 400 games. Well, sure. You'd think if you've played 400 games and you've averaged... Right here, hold on. Let me well, get, what do you let, got? Let me get the calculator out. 400 games... What do you reckon? Average of He's six, part of 16? The Shane Dennison. That's 25 years of football. Is there a lot to do up that it's way? It's 22 years of football if he's played 18 games He a did look as though he was one of those uh, characters, wiry, not get injured much. 
Don't reckon he's ever had a soft tissue injury. Well, a lot of um, long sleeve number thirty fives are like that. So, uh, all right. So well, look, Shane that's, Dennison. That's not too Denny. bad. That's four hundred Denny. Not too bad. Not too bad. Good luck, Shane. Well, mate, my um, I was, was pretty hard actually to pick my player of the round this week. I had um, a lot featured in the reserves, old boys down in um, Hobart. Seniors? No, 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 the reserves. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've really, I've delved into this. We had University uh, get the chocolates over uh, Richmond. 47 goals, 25, 307 to three behinds. Ouch. All kicked before halftime. So... The 47 goals? No. No, oh, no, the three behinds. <laughs> the three behinds. But the great Ned Rumney has kicked 10. 10? Yep. It's a good performance. Gavin Shaw. Gary. Nice, Gary. Gary Gavin Shaw has kicked 11 goals. Seniors for these boys. But... They've been pipped by Tommy, T-Dog, Stockman. Theodore. Yeah. Theo has kicked 13 big ones well, there you in go. the day. So, but. So. But. What? But. So they're playing seniors next week. They're your men's? It's- no. What? No. They've actually been pipped. They've been. So I, I just Another wanted. bag. I, I wanted to give them a mention um, because it's a fantastic effort to kick more than 10. Uh, but actually, my player of the round this week, this week goes to Noreen Morangi from Hillwood. She's kicked a bag. She hasn't so much kicked a bag of goals. She kicked the sealer. The sealer. Wow. The sealer for Hillwood against her former club, Evandale, on a Late wet... Game. wet Windy Sunday afternoon. How many did she kick then in total? One. The only game, the only goal for the game in the first quarter, and it got him over the line. So, Noreen, you are wow. my player of the round. Not bad. One goal straight, Hillwood, beating Evandale three behinds. It's not as good as 400, though. Well, at the one club, and your dad plays five hundred. You're still a hundred behind. Imagine that playing twenty two years, and let, you're still a hundred behind your let dad. Let the people vote, Danny. Let Shane the people, Let the people there vote. There it is. It'll be up shortly. We'll see how we go. I'm get that up now, Shane Dennison. Good luck. Come on, Noreen. Player of the week. Bradley brought to you by Van Diemen Brewing. Side 50. Flying over the top, Callow! Great mark from Jackson Callow. Well, he's gone about it the hard way, that's for sure. A local product that after being ignored at the draft at under 18 level and making the bold move from Tasmania to the SANFL football late last year, former North Launceston power forward Jackson Callow becomes Tasmania's newest AFL player. Uh, Tassie's new favourite son, Jackson Callow, the new Hawk. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Uh, thank you, boys, for having me. Jackson Callow, number 45. That's a deep number. I'd imagine you're a bit of a gun junior, Jackson. Is that the highest Guernsey number you've ever had? Uh, North Lonnie, I was 46 when I first started, so 
it was heavy back then and um yeah 45 still a pretty heavy number <laughs> not complaining though um how does it feel how does it feel to be a, a, a new into the system afl player um it's all sinking in still but i'm just really excited and and just so happy to finally have yeah made made the move and got picked up and um it's been a tough year you know living away and um you know learning a lot of new things about footy and meeting a lot of new people but you know it's all paid off in the end and now I'm a hawk and yeah can't can't thank you my mum for giving me the opportunity. Now you made the you made a bold move to uproot from the TSL and having had a, a short but um decorated career at North Orney, um, and moved to the SANFL. That's a, that's obviously a challenge in itself, both personally, but um, from a football sense, what what's the major difference between the TSL and I'm I'm asking this quite um, openly, like I'm really interested in the major difference between the TSL and the SANFL from a from a football point of view. Um, I think the level of experience is the biggest thing. Like every club and every team either have an AFL player who's been delisted in their team or, a, you know, a veteran or a, a, a great player for one of the clubs. Like, you know, we've got Richard Douglas and Paul Coppolo both playing over 200 games for their clubs, playing in our team and Mitch Grigg and, and people like that. So it's definitely the quality of the experience of the players um, is something that's a lot different. And I suppose the average age would be a lot older than what TSL would be. Um, Footy-wise, oh, I'd say it is a bit more skillful and a bit more contested at times as well, where TSL can sometimes be a bit scrappier and um, not as clean. But definitely still rate the TSL for sure. They've definitely got a lot of ups and downs, but um, Sanford, I just think, is um, another step ahead. And um, I was really happy to get over there and, and mix it in with the bigger bodies and the older, the older players and more experienced players. And that's why I think um, I've learnt so much this year and... Uh, yeah, obviously it's helped me to get to where I am now. Mate, I heard you mention during the week uh, the difference between the balls. Can you discuss that with us and, and just elaborate a little bit on, on what you mean by that? Yeah, so um, when I got to Adelaide, I wasn't even aware of it at first that they use a different sort of football. So instead of the Sharon, it's the Burley. And um, for me, I know a lot of people would notice I like to arc out a fair bit and, and kick around my body. But uh, when I got to this new footy, it's like, shit, can't do that. It's a lot more pointy and a lot lighter. And, um sort of got to be more straight with your set shot kicking and, and everything else. I didn't quite um, nail it, I don't reckon, uh, the Burley, but um, definitely a, a new challenge in itself. And you know, these boys that play in the Sandful for Adelaide and Port Adelaide, they train all week with um, with the Sharon and rock up on game day of the Burley. So they're really impressive to be able to you know, do the switch like that. Now, Jackson, uh, mate, you mentioned the bigger bodies. Um, you're not too small yourself, mate, coming in at, uh, 195 centimetres and uh, weighing 96 kilos. So you're a bit, a bit of a big boy, mate, uh, especially compared to Wilderson Iron. I'm sure a lot of that's muscle. Um, how does that put you in, st- in good stead over there in that competition? Like, a, you know, down here you'd be a man mountain compared to majority of the boys. Over there, are you, you know, comparative to some of the other key defenders? Do you really stand out in size? Um, I think the best part about it is there's a lot of boys over here or men, I should say, that are my size and um, or if not bigger that I've had to play on. Usually I would pick up the, the, the key defender from the opposition team um, being the bigger body in the forward line for us. And um, playing on them was just a challenge because you're playing on someone that's got, you know, the same body size as yourself. So really it comes down to, you know, who's probably got more skill and who's fitter and more more brainy and got better footy IQ, really. So all the little things come into it then. But um, whereas in, in TSL, some, you know, I was I was 17, so 
when I play against a couple of the opponents, they're probably just as bigger, if not, I was pretty much bigger as a seven-year-old than all the rest of the men. So um, it was definitely a lot different like that. And that's why I think playing over in the Sandville against the people the same size, if not bigger, and got so much more experience, it's a more of a challenge and also something you can keep working on when you know that if you're not winning your one-on-one, that you can go back after the game and look at what you, what, what was not working and um, something you can you know, better yourself for the next week. And that's what's really you know, helped me this season. And, mate, as a, as a junior, um, you know, Wilders and I both – help out with junior footy uh, with our own kids. And obviously there's some some young boys that, that stand out because of their size at junior footy. Is that something you've always had as a bit of an advantage for you growing up, you know, coming up through the ranks where you're always a, a you know, strong lag compared to the guys in that, that similar age group? I'd be lying if I said I was because, yeah, I think most of my junior footy, I was always bigger than everyone else and, and that. But um, when I was definitely younger, I was – I always played up a bit, a couple of ages. So it turned out to be pretty even because I'd be a couple of years younger and playing with the bigger boys. But when I got to um, you know, senior footy or under 18s in the NAB league, it was more that yeah, my body did um, stand out a bit more and definitely helped me. But um, especially in the NAB league, I was a bottom age player when I played for the Tassie Devils and um, the rock up most weeks and probably the biggest bloke on the field besides the ruckman. So it definitely helped. But um, yeah, that's why I think playing senior footy and against people your own size is um, yeah, beneficial. Mate, you're, um, I've obviously learned a fair bit in the only the six-month period that you've been at Norwood under another Tasmanian, Jade Rawlings. How has he shaped you as a player and a person and what has he taught you that's taking you from TSL playing through the SANFL and, and now into AFL level? Um, Jade and I had a really good relationship before I got over to Adelaide and um, I just think on and off the field, Jade's helped me massively, especially off the field was just not overthinking it. And and to be honest, by the end of the year, I'm sorry, by the end of the, the season I had with Norwood, I've got a bit of a different aspect on footy, just tried to simplify it a bit more and, and just really focus on my role. And that's what Jade's basically been right into, drove right into me and just play your role, know your role and play your role. And, um, and also defensive-wise, I need to up my defensive game a bit and um, learn where I've got to um, sort of um, zone off and when I've got to really go up the man and um, just little things like that and a few contested bits with you know, bodying and trying to get trying to wrap yourself in front or wrap yourself from behind and things like that is something that Jay really worked closely with me on and then outside of footy it's just you know you had to keep a clear head because work over in Norwood you know I've finished school now so I'm having to go and work and play footy and um, it's a bit different. Like you probably train just as much as the AFL clubs do, but you work full time on top of that to make a living. So um, I definitely think that it's a bit more of a challenge doing that lifestyle. But Jade was there, you know, on and off the field for me, and that's what's um, yeah, what really enjoyed my experience and um, really helped me. And no doubt that's something that you'll touch base with him um, over the course of your career and stuff with someone like Jade yeah. or, or ex teammates or coaches and stuff just to. Um help you out no doubt exactly and i've been pretty fortunate like i had jay this year and and before that i've always had you know taylor whitford and, and brad cox goodger so um yeah i have those three you know helped me um through the last you know three or four years I've, I've definitely been very fortunate now a lot of people might not know that um prior or i'm not sure if it was prior but at least during your uh junior football days you were a mad keen go-karter it, it runs pretty deep in the family <laughs> Now, is, yes. it, is it true that you had to give away go-karting because you could no longer fit in the cart? Uh, it was a bit of 50-50. It was more that I um, I couldn't uh, race as much because the footy took up the days. But, no, I um, 
I could fit in the go car. I was just I, w- I couldn't make the weight. The um the weight was built for people who were probably about one eighty, not one ninety five. So, um yeah, that's what my, that hurt me a bit. So I gave it up and yeah, focus on the footy. And Jackson, from from that, um, another question. I I heard uh, well a lot of a lot of young football players when they're talking about you know who influenced them around. Uh, footy. A lot of them have, you know, their role models. Um, Wilders and I both know your old man, Scotty. G'day, Scotty. Um, and uh, a ripping bloke. But you know, they they say their dads were their role models, or a, um, you know, might have been a, a plugger locket, or I'm showing my age there, or maybe a Jonathan Brown for someone like you. But I've heard none none of the kids listening will know who plugger locket no, is. No, they, they won't. But but for you, I, I read that um, one of your biggest role models was actually uh, another. Uh, Tasmanian, very famous Tasmanian, Marcus Ambrose, um, obviously V8 Supercar Series winner and NASCAR, uh, finished his career in the NASCARs. So how, how did that come about? Um, obviously, that was from the, the go-karting side, but how did, how did that relationship come about? And what are some of the things that he's taught you um, that have really helped you you know, become the person you are and get to where you've, you've gotten? Um, Marcus has sort of just been like a – I saw what Jade was to me over in Adelaide is what Marcus has always been on the phone this year, but before that for the last couple of years, um, dad's best mate, John, um, was, uh, good mates with Marcus. That's where dad met Marcus and become family friends pretty quickly. And, um, growing up from when I was, you know, just from a baby, I was always the biggest fan of Marcus and to finally meet my, um, my idol. And then also for him to get a close connection with me was something that I'm very fortunate for. And I think Marcus is just focused on um, how you conduct yourself off, off the field and off the track, off the field and how you um, put up with all the media and all how you, keep focus on just the footy and overthink it because it's uh, when you're a young young player I think it's pretty easy to get caught up in all the media or caught up in who's good and who's not and who's better than who and that's just more that Marcus was trying to help me from a young age just to keep focus on my role and on my job and and just go from there and off the field you know try and find something that you enjoy outside of football to get you away from it and that's something that um, worked well for me with Marcus is that him and I are very interested in motorsports. We'd go in the go-kart for a fair bit or we'd go down to his shed and hop in the simulator and have a bit of fun in that and just, you know, have a laugh. And it just, in the long run, it just helps you be footy, just, you know, not overthink it and enjoy it. You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Um. Who's obviously it's it's only been what a bit under a week uh, since the Hawks picked you up. Who's more excited at the moment? Uh, is it you? Is it your family? Is it dad or is it friends and teammates? Um, I don't know. To be honest, I'm, inside I'm very excited. Well, I can say I, I can say I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think um, I think it's been everyone, especially my family and and my girlfriend and my little brother. I think we're all. We're all one big team and um, we've all had to work hard together and, and sacrifice a lot in the last six months to get to where we are now. And um, I know, you know, being away from my girlfriend is pretty hard and away from my family and my dad, my mum and brothers. Like, you know, you're not there every night to see each other. You're not there to, you know, just bond and stuff like that. So to finally be able to get to the AFL and be closer to home is something that we're all very excited about. And 
Um, yeah, look, I couldn't even answer your question, to be honest. He's more excited. It's just, yeah, we're all, all taking it as it comes. Well, does that mean all the, the – I hope they didn't take off all the tags on them, the Norwood gear so they can trade it back in and get some Hawks gear. <laughs> no, we'll definitely be uh, heading back over to Norwood at the end of the year to watch the finals and hopefully get the boys up. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back there. I'll definitely head back to the best and fairest at the end of the year to catch up with them all. and Potentially, um, yeah, p- p- potentially pick something up. No, I won't be picking anything up. I um I like the SANFL, only two points for a win. Um, it's an interesting concept compared to most comps with four. But uh, Norwood are going all right, mate. You you're you're in the five, um, in the top five there. Do you think the boys can continue on and make the make the final series? You've given it a good push so far. Yeah, I think for sure. I think um the last two weeks and this week coming have been the toughest three weeks of the season. We um had the top three teams and. Uh, unfortunately, we've lost both so far, and, and we should have won on the weekend. You know, we had a bit of a disappointing loss. We we're forty-seven points up against undefeated Glenelg at half time and lo- lost by points. So, it um, wasn't a good game on the weekend in the end. But um, I think, to be honest, but being in that team and playing in the league, we're the best team in the comp. It's just when we um, yeah get it all together on game day and a bit hot and cold at the moment. But I think under Jade, you know, everyone's starting to understand his game plan and and how everything works and the standards that we're all getting dri- driven into us and. Um, yeah, I think by the end of the year that you'll see, you know, the red legs on top and hopefully in that grand final. Yeah, we'll be definitely keeping an eye on it, mate. Now, obviously going to going to Hawthorne, have you you've been in touch with the boys there? Who's been um, the, the most welcoming? Obviously, you had the preseason there as well. You've probably stayed in contact with a few of the guys. Who have you really connected with there on both a, a personal level and professional level? Um, I definitely kept in contact with Warps and a few of those boys that I was staying with when I was here in pre-season. But um, probably since I got here is Connor Nash. He's probably took me on his wing the most. Um, I am staying with him at the moment for a few days before I still into the home that I'm going into. But, um, you know, he's just been there, you know, to support me, you know, to process it all and um, and also just not overthink it. I'm not, I am excited. But um, just go there and um, yeah, keep it simple. And you know, you're in the AFL, but at the same time, you just got to remember that it's your job and um, yeah, to enjoy your footy to not overthink it. Are there many of the boys at Hawthorne that you've played with or against in the in the NAB League? And no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a bit. Oh, I was probably about two or three of the boys I did know before I, I got there in pre-season that I played with before either in the NAB League or on a camp or anything like that. Um, Denver, Denver um, Grass and also um, Connor Downey. So those boys have, um, you know, locked up up the road from me basically in the rooms. And uh, Jack Saunders, he, um, he's there at Hawthorne this year. He was at Norwood uh, the pre-season when I got there and got selected. So... Um, yeah, it's definitely it's good to have known people before I got there, and it's made it feel a bit more welcoming. Mate, you were knocked for being not being fit enough, fast enough. You weren't strong enough. You weren't mobile enough. Didn't know whether or not you were better forward or back. Do you take satisfaction in proving some of the recruiters wrong in uh, in making the big league? Yeah, I definitely think that that's something that's um it's changed this year. I knew that. I, in myself, I knew I was a versatile player, but I knew I also wasn't, you know, the fittest player and the most athletic player and, and still got more bits to work on with that. But, I've, you know, since the, the grand final last year, I've lost nearly 10 kilos and um, definitely something that's helped me with my with my athleticism. And um, when it comes to, the, you know, getting ready for that draft, you know, a few clubs are in contact with me again saying that, you know, I'm looking a lot leaner and, and that's what that's what brought them back to being interested in me. And um, same with Hawthorne. And when I went away from Hawthorne, when I exited, you know, they told me that something they want me to work on was my fitness and also my athleticism. And 
um, something that worked really hard with the you know, the high performance coaches at Norwood and also with Jade and um, it definitely benefited my footy this year and you know, now I'm in Hawthorne and yeah, sort of proving a few people wrong. Mate, if you can send us some of those tips on how to get lean and muscly, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them to Dad first. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what's your preferred position then, forward or back? Because you did you did spend a little bit of time at centre half back uh, for North Lonny and uh, and played pretty well there with the ball coming straight at you and stuff, being able to intercept and um, sort of add that string to your bow. Is is forward or back? Which one's your preference and which one do you enjoy? Uh, I enjoy them both the same, but I am a forward, so I like kicking goals. That's my preference. But um, you know, if we play Lonnie again, I'll definitely like to go down back. I enjoy playing back against them. So, yeah, hopefully I can come back to TSL one day and play down there. Um, I had a question for you, Jackson. No, that's all right. I've, no, I've got, I've one, got one. one. Does that mean, so I've got, I've got it written down here, and it's um, Brad asked me to ask this one. Um, a flag in 2019, lost in 2020. Does that mean you've got unfinished business back here? Definitely, yes. We've got another one to come still. That's what, it, that's what all the Bombers fans are like to hear. I'm not sure whether a Lauderdale or a Launceston are like hearing that. Or Clarence. No, I'll be back. Clarence. I'll be back. Uh, Jackson, um, you, you spoke about um, preferring to play forward. Ha- did Hawthorne speak to you in regards to wanting a bit of versatility or were they happy to pick you up as a key forward, play that role? They've got a few um, young key forwards, Mitch Lewis, a few of these guys who you're obviously going to be competing with um did they want that versatility or are they happy you know for you to just come out and, and be that forward that clunks it um to be honest they took me as a forward it wouldn't take me i wouldn't say they took me as a big forward they took me as a forward and um they you know i did say that you know if the day come and i need to go down back then at least they know i can i can play back but um my role is more going to be uh, a versatile forward where i can play as a third tall and as a and as the you know the big big key forward in the square so um, luckily enough for me, one of my strengths is my endurance. So getting up the ground is something I'll be able to do. You know, playing that third toll, be of a higher centre half forward, and, and then when I need a spell, I can go down and play in the, in the square and I'll take my big, you know, big mark. So um, you know, I'll probably be starting off in the, in the VFL and I'll try and show my strengths there and then you know, push the push my way to try and get a selection one day, hopefully. But um, at at the moment, I'm just you know focused on being a forward and and continuing to work on my skills and my craft. So for all those guys that love. The, the data um, and the the statistics, mate. You talk about endurance. Is it's they don't do the beep test anymore. It's the is it two Ks or three K time trials or the yo yo test? What's your what's the key statistic um, that they measure that endurance by and, and how do you go? Um, so the yo yo test, um, I think, is a really good test for footy because as a forward, you do a lot of repetitive leading. So. Um, going, stopping, and starting, and all that again. So the uh, the yo-yo test is a good example for that. Um, but now I think the more you know, the, the two K is how how fit you are, I suppose, over a consistent two K you know, race. But in a game, I think it's it comes down to data wise is how far you can run over a certain speed. So if you can run you know eight Ks in a game over twenty Ks an hour, then you know you're a very fit player. That's where they can measure that off. Um, uh, the tests these days are a bit different. I know that a few of the clubs are starting to go away from the testing and look more into the GPS data more than anything. Um, and something that I was working on closely over in the sample was um, definitely getting my, uh, so your zone three, four, five up, um, which is your running. And um, to get that a bit higher was something I needed to do to be able to play a third third tall in the forward line. And That's that more it. endurance endurance running? Yes, yeah, yeah. a bit of sort of. More, I bet, bet 20k's an hour, but consecutively over the game, and 
and high repeat efforts at the same time as a key forward. So uh, if you get those, you know, pretty high, then you're in a good, good chance, you know, to make yourself open in the forward line and get a lot more opportunities to get the ball. Mate, I remember um, speaking with Razzle, Ryan Mansell, when he was picked up and um, just about his experience in the SANFL. And I asked him how his preseason was and he was incredibly confident, which we know he can be. Um, but basically because he'd done most of the preseason as a back pocket on uh, a teammate who ended up winning the goal kicking that year. So whatever he was going to come up against uh, in the league, he'd already played on potentially the best uh, forward pocket. Were you much similar? Were you playing – did, did you have defenders in the Norwood team that were really testing you over the course of preseason and sort of almost accelerated your learning, obviously in, as well as what Jade's taught you, um, to prepare you for this? Um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of boys there that are key position players who are versatile at Norwood. And I think the biggest one for me was Harry Boyd. Um, he's our sort of our big forward slash ruck. And I worked pretty close with him and had a good relationship with him off the field. And um, he's a bit bigger than me. He's probably about 197, 198, and probably 10 kilos heavier. So throughout the work on my contested craft with him was something that I definitely benefited from over the uh, over the preseason. And the best thing was we're mates off the field. But you know when we're trying to work together on the field get the most out of each other we you know we're about to punch each other's heads in on the footy field that's how much we compete so i think twig loved that and use as an example to drive the other boys and um that's something that i'm you know i'll miss being able to do but also when i get to here i'm going to have all the afl boys that have got afl experience so it's just not going to be any different uh jackson i want to go back to when you were you were younger um with kids sports these days i think they're trying to specialize kids earlier and earlier in all these programs for no matter what sport it is, whether it's footy or uh, basketball or soccer, they're getting rep teams early. Um, what other sports did you play growing up uh, as a kid? And then when did you start or when were you told to start focusing on footy? And, and when did that, you know, when did you start really going, right, this is my this is my sport and this is what I want to focus on? Yeah, so I was always go-karter and footballer and so that basically, or the karting always took up all my time. So I never really played a bit of basketball in there with my friends and that was it but I was about oh, I reckon getting to the end of some under 16s when I thought that you know now's the time to really think about what I want to do and I also play footy and I was at Prospect Junior Footy Club at the time and a great junior footy club but unfortunately I have a senior senior pathway so I had to make the decision where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and that was a big decision at the time for myself because I used to play footy for the enjoyment with my friends and unfortunately at the time all my mates were going to Launceston so I had to make a decision where I wanted to go and and I wanted to go and better my footy. And I thought the best place to do that was North Lonnie. So I went there. And, and fortunately enough, I had a couple of mates ended up coming across with me. So when I got there, it, it sort of took off. And that's where I knew I wanted to commit to footy. And, you know, worked closely with Taylor for a couple of years and, and Brad. And um, luckily enough, we got to a flag and nearly got to two in a row there. But um, other than that, no, I really enjoyed my time at North. And I never regret making the decision to head there. We want to hear from you. If you've got a performance, either individually or by a mate, by the team, whether it be on-field or off-field that you think we should know about, hit us up on the socials, at Way Out Wing on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or send us an email, wayoutinthewing at gmail.com. If you've got a fly-in player, we need to pump it up. If you've got an event, a reunion, whatever it might be, touch base with it and we'll do our best to share it amongst the Tassie footy community and make sure everyone knows about it.
Now, we don't want to speak about him too much, but your old man was uh, an Australian champion track cyclist, did, yeah. and your uncle was a was a former pro. Um, was cycling was cycling ever a sport for you? Uh, you can ask Dad about that one. I reckon I wanted to when I was a kid. So I used to always, you know, when I was three or four, get Dad's kid on and go for a ride on my bike around the neighbourhood. I reckon, but I was always wanted to be a cyclist, but. Um, yeah, um, Dad wasn't going to let me do that. He was too scared, I think, because the road's pretty dangerous. So, um, and he was a big fella as well on the bike. So, it probably wasn't the best suited sport for myself. But um, he's uh, he's a strong lad, your old man. And um, <clears throat> mate, my my eldest is twelve, and he's starting to catch up to me on height. I've still got him on strength and size at the moment, but I, I'm sure it's not too far away when he's going to have me covered. Both my boys. When uh, when was that with your old man? Have you you got him? Surely you've got him covered now. When did you? You know, were you 15, 16? Where you started going, radio, radio, Scotty, radio, Dad. I'm I'm able to push you around a bit now. When did you have him, mate? Oh look, I don't think start. I don't think anyone can push him around still, can they? Nah, look, I think I've got to be honest with you. I don't think I ever have him. Um, I think we, we tried to prove Psychological. it last but tried tried to prove it last year in the North Lonnie change rooms. I think after a win he came in there and a few of the boys were staring us up, so we went at it and he put me up against the wall up in the air. So um, He didn't have a he didn't have a beer in one hand and you in the other, did he? Oh probably had two beers. I, I, can, picture, I, honest, I, can, I can picture that. <laughs> Mate, um what uh, what goals have you set yourself this year? Um, obviously you said earlier you want to play a game. Um you know, is that is that your is that your goal to be an AFL player? Have you you set yourself a bit more than that? What uh, what are you looking to, to accomplish? Um, yeah, definitely a goal this year for me would be to go and get a game, of course. But uh, I'm not too worried about that at the moment. I'm just more worried about continuing to continue to grow as a player and as a person off the field. You know, I've been even just my lifestyle this year. I'd be a lot more independent, you know, not having my girlfriend or my family with me, and that's something that's been very hard. So, can you? that side of things but on the footy field it's more just continuing to learn off the boys that have been here for a long time the other key forwards like Cozzy and, and Jekker and Mitch Lewis and, and Tio Bryan um, so can you learn off them and hopefully you know, at the end of the year try and get a game and, and then not, not lose my spot continue my form and, and hold that spot and hopefully um, yeah, continue into next year with the Hawks how did you find Adelaide as a, as um, a city I loved to live in? Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought it was a bit of, to be honest, a bit of a bigger version of home. It's just got more shops and a few more cars. That's about it. But other than that, um, oh, the footy, the footy over there is huge. Everyone just loves the footy. You walk up the parade and you know what? You have your Norwood top. What was it? What up. was the crowd at your first game? Eight, no. Nah, oh, sorry, I've got to say five thousand, but I think we're a few, a few thousand over the capacity. If I'll be honest with you. <laughs> No, no COVID restrictions. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think the Premier's the number one ticket holder at Norwood, if I tell you the truth. <laughs> Mate, uh, now, young Oscar Mansell, known a little bit for his cheek, uh, the brother yep. of brother of Ryan, uh, he's now living in Adelaide and he's been promoting his virtues on the golf course lately. He reckons he can not only beat you on the course, but he can outdrive you. Is this fact or fiction? Uh he cannot outdrive me, I'll tell you that much, but he can beat me. I um, I went for a couple of games with him and I was fresh to the sport and I'm not the most coordinated bloke if you ever met me, so my driving had a bit of a slice in it. Um, and also, my younger brother come with us who's 13 and I think he kicked both our asses, so Oscar hasn't got much to talk, I don't think. What's your, what's your, you got a handicap, Jackson? My handicap would be 60 if I had one. I don't have one at all. <laughs> chipping, chipping, putting, uh, iron play and driving, all your handicaps. Yeah, look, my putting's all right. I just can't. And my my, pick, like my sandwich is not bad, but uh, the driving just seems to keep going right every time. You, you went out and bought the best clubs in the world, didn't you? 
Oh, you, you've done your done your, done your homework. Do I our research. Go the, yeah, I did. Wayne got everything that was top of the range. So that still way, not I'm helping you. Fitted? No, no fitted. And then, um, oh, I reckon it helped me. I had something that's probably size size right for me. But um, <laughs> no, look, it hasn't really helped too much. I'm still pretty shit. Is it something that you're going to continue in Melbourne? Is it as a downtime? Yeah, definitely. I think it's actually really good. You know, just get out and go for a walk and. And um, and bond because a lot of the boys are horse on like to play golf. So once well, this lockdown period's over, we'll be able to go and hit the golf course consistently. I reckon. I think there's a few uh, ex or current uh, Tassie AFL players that are pretty decent at the uh, at golf. I know Jack Rewalt's pretty handy himself. He I think he claims to have the Royal Rosney record down at Bell Reeve. So Jack can play a fair bit. So I reckon there's a few boys out there that use it at their downtime. So you might find a, a second sport mate after footy. Yeah, look, I wouldn't mind it. I think my, my brother and my dad are getting right into it at the moment, doing a few competitions down at Kings Meadows. So and I think Toby ended up winning the other day. He did his first competition and he was off 36. So he ended up beating all the A graders too because his handicap was that good. He uh, bumped up the order a well, bit. But, I'm, a, um, I'm a member there. I'm going to check that out and we'll get his uh, handicap cut real quick for you, mate. Yeah, no, don't worry. But he gets all the he gets all the balls. Then he gets to go and buy his balls with the credit he wins. So that's right. over to me. That's exactly <laughs> so I'm happy right. with that. I reckon your old man could hit a fair way as well. <laughs> yeah, he's he's done the same thing. He went and bought the best of the best, so that way he can he can look good even though he's not that <laughs> what, good. What are you hitting with, mate? What what clubs? Uh, I've got Callaway, and Dad's got the, I got I don't know what mine are X hops or something. But he's a he's got the new Mavericks. Nice. Those we are, we are, won't are turn this things. into a golf club, a golf uh, podcast. <laughs> I can see Wilders' eyes rolling everyone's already. Tuning out already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really good question there, but I've just <laughs> golf. It's no, nah, it wasn't golf. Oh, I know that's what it was. Um, at Hawthorne, who's the who's the line coach that you're going to be working with most closely? Uh, Craig McRae will be my line coach. He's the Ford oh, coach. Next line. Yep, yep, that's him. So it'll be good to work off um, work with him, and I worked with him pretty closely at um, preseason here and. Um, I was speaking to him today. Actually, it was good to catch up finally, and just trying to get myself back up to date with all the structures and that, and and also Sam Mitchell as well. Um, of course, being in the VFL, he's a VFL coach. So um, playing down at the Box Hill Hawks, um, I'll be working closely with him and and trying to push my way forward to try and get a selection. I saw a video that Hawthorne put up of um, I think uh, Mitchell's first meeting with the VFL team, and it was very impressive. Um, so if you're working with someone like that, not only the ability that he has on the field, but uh, by the sounds of it, he looks as though he can command a fair bit off field as well. So you're in good hands. Well, you saw the yeah, way. Definitely. Yeah, Sorry, you, you saw the way he played football, and um, he's been touted as a very a potential long term coach for for someone out there. So I'm sure you'll learn a. Make sure you buy him a few coffees. Are you a coffee drinker? Because Melbourne's got a big coffee uh, culture. culture. I didn't touch coffee until I got to Adelaide, and I can't stop drinking it now. You'd so I'll a, be definitely going for a few of them. You'd be a double shot espresso sort of guy. Oh no, I'm a bit, bit of a softy actually. No, you, you, I go, I before you even that. say it, you're gonna have you have uh, whipped cream in your coffee, don't you? <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, I reckon you do. Almond milk? No, no stuff that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, mate? Cappuccino, latte? What are you? What, what's your? Uh... Do you know the difference yeah. between them? <laughs> No, I couldn't tell. I just get buddy hazelnut latte, a bit of syrup in there, like a milkshake. Something mate. sweet. There you go. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Mate, uh, before you go, we've uh, we've got a little um, little thing we call junk time, which is essentially just five fast questions. I want you to, uh, I'll ask them and just want you to fire back the uh, the first thing that comes to mind. You ready to go? Yeah, all right. Hit me up. Radio. Start the clock. Uh, what's your favourite junk food? Subway. Ooh, that's not 
That's bad. Uh, bad. Do you know how to dance the cha-cha-cha? Yeah, Palmer coming into grade 12 ballroom dancing. I can remember how to do that. Yeah, Andrew Palmer, he is a magician. Did he work magic with you? He did, he did. With it, and with, you'd put the manoeuvres on and everyone was wowed? Look, if you can get me to dance, you can get anyone to dance because I'm pretty <laughs> uncool, mate. Nice. Uh, what's something that most people wouldn't know about you? Oh, wouldn't know about me. Not a bad cook. Used to work in the kitchen. Ooh, that's a handy nice. one to have. Nice. Uh, have you ever worn socks and sandals? I actually still do that all the time. <laughs> yep, Birkenstocks with socks. Uh, fill in the blank. Taylor Whitford is? Overrated. No! <laughs> yes! I was hoping for something like that. Beautiful way to end. Uh, that's superb. Thank you. Hey, Jackson, before you go, I've, I've got a question which um, we might put on or not, but, mate, I, coming, being here, being selected – to you know, play hopefully AFL or buy an AFL team, going over to Norwood in the SANFL. What's Tassie footy at the top level missing? What um, you know is it is it funding to get these ex AFL players? He's only in? eighteen. He hasn't oh, got all the yeah, answers. Yeah, I, I know. But he, you know, I look up to this this young. Not no, you're not eighteen. You're nineteen, aren't you, mate? Or twenty? I'm eighteen. Eighteen. Are you only eighteen? Mate, I, I you have the, the world. Mate, you have the world ahead of you. Oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, being in a better league, what what do you think? What's Tassie footy at that senior level? What what what's it, what are we missing? Oh, well, yeah, definitely not having an AFL team is something big. Like, over here, you know, every state have you know, multiple teams. So that's something that changes things. And when someone comes out of the AFL, they can fall back into a club. And also over here, that the fans, I think, is the massive part of it. Like, you know, we go to a TSL game, lucky to get 500 people and, bring the money through the gate where over here it's you know you go to a game and there's a minimum of five thousand every week when you're playing for norwood and when you play against someone like poor adelaide you know you're going to get even more than that so um i think that's a really big part of it that would bring a lot more money into the into the tsl but um oh, to be honest it's it's not too much different it's just more that the average age i think is the biggest thing a lot more boys play country down tassie they probably could play tsl and and that's something that hopefully continues to get better at and more people come back and, and get that average age up. But I know from when I was playing, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd rock up on the field and, and be the youngest boy out there where if I went back now, I'd probably be, you know, pretty even to a lot of the boys out there or be even a bit older. So I think that's something that's a bit different and hopefully, uh, you know, more senior players can come back. But um, definitely no, still very, very high-rated league is the TSL. Well, hopefully, hopefully the TSL is still around so you can come back and win a second um, flag because we want we don't want you to win too many more than that because it'd be nice if you played a 15 20 year career in the AFL won a few flags for Hawthorne and um, kicked a, <laughs> kicked a few bags over there obviously that's what you want to do rather than coming back and supporting the home club yeah it wouldn't be bad I remember about oh, a month ago I come home for the first time of the year for the weekend and went straight down the Wednesday night and trained with the boys on in May Park and uh, it was great to be back and it's definitely I think something that's so much so much better than even in, in Adelaide is the culture at North Lonnie and how much of a family it is it's more enjoyable than any other football around so I uh, definitely think North Lonnie is the best club I've ever been to mate that's um that's awesome to hear look um for from us congratulations um from all the footy fans in Tassie, obviously we we love our local the uh, the local boys that get in the big time and the um, the path that you've taken is a little bit different than what you probably would have liked and anticipated. But I think it's a fantastic achievement. I 
genuinely didn't know you were only 18 years of age. Um, you've got a lot of maturity on your uh, on your shoulders, mate, and you should be proud and uh, folks proud of the way they brought you up. So congratulations and, um, yeah, all the best and hopefully we uh, we see your name called out a lot more for the Hawks and the Tassie Hawks. That's like, yes, that's exactly right. I thought uh, when I got to the Hawks, I thought, ah, Tassie team. So, um, you know, growing up going to the games and, and watching the Hawks. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool to be a part of. And uh, thank you guys for having me. Oh, mate. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you for joining us. I think Tassie's got a new favourite son and we look forward to uh, the higher honours that you're no doubt going to achieve, mate. No, thank you very much, boys. Jeez, we're heading to the middle of the year. I reckon there's a few bye weekends coming up. Wouldn't be surprised if a few players are heading to the beach or maybe even the bush post-game for a bye weekend. Well, tell you what, make sure you're packing your esky full with some Van Diemen Brewing beer. Locally owned, locally operated and 100% Tasmanian owned and independent. In fact, I'm pretty sure most of the profits go back into this high quality production podcast. Do us a favour, make sure you ask for it at your local watering hole, bottle shop, next time you visit. Make sure you're packing in your esky post game. Van Diemen might not support the leagues that you play in, but we fully endorse and support every player in the state. And I tell you what, we'll raise a beer to that. Cheers. Rightio then, Worm. Well, long weekend coming up. Are you getting away anywhere? Um, possibly. All right then. You? Well, uh, I'm not actually sure yet. Depends on the weather forecast. Uh, but otherwise... There's a bit of football on. There's not a huge amount of games and stuff. So TSL is still on. Uh, Glenorchy versus Kingbra at KG5. Uh, five versus four. Both coming off tight losses. Probably looks to be the game of the round. Uh, Lauderdale hosts North Launceston. And Launceston are up north with uh, a young North Hobart venturing up the Midland Highway. So Yeah, well, the, no, no games in the old boys. There was meant to be the uh, standalone game between... Uh, OHA and St Virgil's, yeah. um, which was Swanee coming down, but I believe it's been cancelled or postponed um, because of COVID. Swanee can't make it down, and they're going to reschedule it back into the normal time slot of the roster. So I'm not sure where that is. So is the game happening? No. Okay. No. So no game in the. So does uh, that mean that does oh that boys. mean that the SFLW game that's meant to be that's put in for four o'clock at North Hobart Oval between St Virgil's and OHA is on? Don't know. It's got oh, a, the girls? Yeah, the, the women's. Not sure about that. Got it listed. That may or may, we might need to uh, actually do research on that. That's a curveball that we don't often expect. Well, there's no. I know there's no games in the, the end. five minutes planning we do for this show yeah. really isn't yeah. coming out no, right it's now. No, not. But uh, there's no games in the NTFA this week. And there's no games in the NTFAW this week. However, there is coming up. Um, actually, the NTFAW's got a couple of weeks off, but there is some rep footy, rep footy. coming. So, of the year. Yeah, the NTFAW senior women's side is taking on the Northwest This week? Um, on the 14th. Okay. Yeah, so next Monday. Monday. Um, Public so we're, holiday. We're recording this Monday night, and it's uh, yeah next, next Monday, June the 14th, 1 p.m. out at Penguin. So uh, head up there, all your local footy fans, and watch the uh, the best of the best. Um, which should be a good game. I always like rep footy. Um, lots of fun, good good travelling and good to play with people who are... Um, you play against and you, you get to know a bit better. Good canteen too. Up at Penguin. Penguin. Yeah. yeah. Is that Dial Park Arena? Is that where? Uh, yep. Yeah. And then um, the NTFAW are taking on the South 
teams on Sunday, the 20th of June. So the under-20s um, are playing at 12pm and then the seniors at 2pm. So again, for those uh, down in Hobart... from this next week? Are we going to do one next week? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah. Of course. Oh, Monday night, public holiday. We'll be messy. <laughs> we'll be around Sunday night. We'll uh, yeah, so no, yeah, so that's so. Good luck to the uh, NTFAW Northwest and South Girls on the on rep footy. Congratulations so to those I'm, selected. There's nothing on the Northwest Coast, uh, football wise. I'm pretty sure. Perfect. Um, King Island Curry yes. versus Grassy. Yep. In what should be a comfortable win to Grassy. Okay, calling it early. Yeah, well, they're undefeated and sitting on top of the ladder. Yeah, Strong they, side this year. They only uh, got over Curry by 20 points last time they played, so yeah. it'll be a tight tussle. I wonder if, that's, wonder if the teams, we've spoken about them not having numbers, I wonder if they're affected by fly in, fly out. One, one week they might be incredibly strong. You'd think that the week we fly in, they'd be incredibly weak. weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who maybe knows? they, maybe they no, won't want it. No, that's fair Maybe chance. they'll shut the borders. Fair chance. Radio into time on now where we hit the big topics of the week. So, Worm, you got anything for... Well, I, I did. Um, I saw a very interesting article, very topical article. Um, the best 25 players over 25 years of age. This is in the Finn Review? Uh, no, it was in the Mercury. And um, I'm trying to find it. Your internet and the wind is so poor out here at the brewery that it's not loading up. And well, by the time it finishes... Between the wet weather, the mouse infestation, and NBN or whatever other company it is, yes. Yeah, this so time next week? I'll find the article and we'll, we'll do that. But if you've we got... We might be able to do the first 12 when the page loads halfway this if time you've next got week. So, if you've got some names, send them through to us. Who, was the, who would you put as the best over 25-year-old player? Stop looking at me like that. In local footy, was it? Were they talking about uh, that we'd seen? What, that looked, it, seen? Looked, it looked like it was only talking about. So not state league. Oh, no, wasn't no, saying. I don't think it, well, it was only. Um, I saw was some it southern old centric? boys. I think it was a Mercury, so you'd presume it'd be a bit southern centric. But who? Who were some of the best? Jason you... Savage. Oh yeah, used to for Tamer Cats, yep. ex North Launceston. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good footballer. You? Oh. Uh, I don't know. Thane, Bardenhagen, very good footballer, still is. Ted Davis. Big Teddy. Yeah, scared the... Oh, God, he's a monster. He's a big Teddy. He was, a, he, was, he was awesome. Absolute ripping bloke, Ted, but a big, hard footballer. Um, I don't know. There's some legends that a lot. back in the Clarence days. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot of football. A lot of good football. Good topic for discussion. Mm. Yeah, yeah send, I've got send, one. Us, send us your names. Fine jar. We've got a fine jar. Well, it's not exactly a fine jar. I've worked out that I live with one and I work with another in this podcast, you. A couple of cheapskates. <laughs> so we rolled into Youngtown Oval on Saturday afternoon and I was surprised that I had to pay five bucks to get in. I thought it was past half time, but it wasn't. So I handed over my five dollars, managed to scrounge a bit of a loose change from the, uh, from the console. Uh, and then Worm rolled up about five minutes later and used the line, oh, mate, 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 I'm only coming in for five minutes. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be straight back out. Got himself in. Anyway, an hour and a half later, well, he got, the, he got a prime car spot 
up on the fence next Stitch, to Stitch next up, to me mate. between that's, me and Scotty not, Rigby. That's not the truth. And you stayed there for an hour and a half. How would you know if I didn't pay? You weren't even give yourself credit. You didn't turn the engine off, so you were ready to go the whole time. That's exactly right. So you owe the South Launceston Football Club five bucks. Okay. So I'd like you. What was the game? What was the game? I'd like you to put the five bucks in the jar. Done. Right. Thank you. What was the game after the seniors that you had was to pay $5 un- to there watch? There was an under-14 girls game, How which I still don't know if it went ahead given the conditions. I wonder if it did. Anyone know? Good on them. If they did, well done, girls. But I also... So that was Saturday. Sunday, my wife did exactly the same thing up at Prospect into a junior game. Oh, sorry, I don't have any coins. Don't have any cash. You'd accept card? They the didn't, guy, hold the, on, they didn't the accept guy, card. The guy at the gate said you can go to the canteen and pay. Get some money and come back out. No, no. can pay at the canteen. All right. Do you reckon she did? No. No. So, there it is. There's another $5. I've got a good story about this. That <laughs> needs to go to the Prospect Junior Football Club, which I'll get up to them next time we play. So, when I was younger, I went and watched a game at the um, at Lower Queenborough. I can't remember if it was a... Small Sub- ground. Yeah, if it was the Southern Cats or if it was um, Sandy Bay back then, but the memory sticks with me. We were young kids and we didn't want to pay to get in. So we went, we walked down. The Through s- the hedge. No, 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 no. Oh. That was the top end. That's where they were. That's where they were collecting the money. So we walked down to the cricket um, nets down the, the southern end, uh, the nor- well, the northern end, down towards the beach, the casino, and we jumped the fence Anyway, someone saw, saw us jumping the fence. And they, How are we? Oh, I, I can't remember, but I'm actually surprised we would have had to pay. So maybe it was only a few years ago, but anyway. Maybe you didn't have to pay. <laughs> no, but so he said, Oi, what are you doing? I said, oh, oh, I thought this was the entry point. And he said, no, no, <laughs> not, not over the fence. You have to go at the top end and go pay. So I oh, rightio. So I went up, started walking up to the top end. And I was with a couple couple of people and I said, stay with me, stay with me. And uh, we went up and I said to the bloke um, something along the lines of, you know, oh, the guy down there said to say g'day, can you give him a wave or do something? So he turned around, (laughs) pointed pointed to him. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> Gave him a wave. Yeah. And then we're like, yep, we're off. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought we paid. Isn't that that's shocking? Seabass paid the bill. Uh, so, so you so, so I owe, I owe Hut, uh, Hutchin Southern well, Cats. I reckon it was Southern Cats and they're now defunct. So There yeah. it is. Yeah. What do you reckon it was? Two bucks? Uh back then. Well yeah, there's maybe. two maybe bucks two that bucks. goes into the <laughs> non admittance. Yeah. The honesty chart uh, honesty jar, we're gonna say. Um, or the dishonesty jar. Dishonesty jar. Yeah. So, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people out there listening, you'd suggest that I'm the most dishonest one. Yeah. Di- tell, dis- tell us dishonest. No dishonest. Tell us about your uh, tight ass footy entry moments. How many people? What have you? What game have you got into <laughs> for free when you should have paid? Or what excuse have you used to get in? Speaking of that, we've got uh, Gilly as one of our followers. Do you reckon? Because we're going to all this footy, he could hit us up with a couple of passes to get into um, season pass. Yeah. Well, it's only a half season pass now. That's right. It'd be. Uh, well, we could grab Joyce's. Who? Cam oh, Joyce. Cam Joyce. Yeah. He won't need his. Perfect. Yeah, we'll do that. But no, send us in your um, your tight ass footy moments. How many people wait until halftime to go in to a footy game <laughs> all the time? <laughs> Rightio then. Well, we've done it again. Another episode done and dusted. Jeez, Jackson. 
for an 18 year old. He's, got, he's a good 25-year-old, isn't mate, he? He has got his head screwed on. He said he's, he doesn't check the social media much. He uh, he's obviously looks after himself very, very well. So I uh, I hope he's got a bright future ahead of, ahead of him. I'm sure he does. And it would be great to check in on him um, later on. Maybe if we can get him in after he's played his first game, that would be uh, well, We might, we might not get him into the studio. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him we'll in get the him brewery. On, we'll get him in the phone. We'll get him on the phone. Yeah, we'll good get, luck. We'll get, we'll, get him after, we'll get him on the field after a Hawks go. Mm, yeah, imagine making your debut here against a big club like Essendon. Enjoy your long weekend, everyone. We will be back next week with any uncertainty. Depends if we get blown off. Enjoy yourselves. Make sure you see some footy. Keep safe. Love you. Bye, all. You're listening to Way Out on the Wing. Tasmania's local footy podcast.